Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Thank you for listening to the late-breaking F1 podcast. Make sure to check out new episodes every Wednesday and every Sunday. Hello and a very warm welcome to the late-breaking F1 podcast presented by Harry Eade, Sam Sage and me, Ben Hocking. We're going to try again. It's preview time yet again. We'll give it another go and hope that it will actually lead to a review. We've got Monaco coming up this weekend. Sam, it's your favourite race? Oh, it's going to be an absolute banger. I'm overjoyed that we're here once again. Monaco, you can't get enough! I can't get enough. I know you can't. I love Monaco. And that is the sad story of our lifetime. Don't care. Love it. Get of yourselves. It's going to be poop. <laughs> you're you're going to be poop. <laughs> poop. We've got another poop reference. Here. I'm all about it. We're, we're a poop Not podcast now. Fit it in, man. Uh, late breaking poop podcast. Poopcast. Poopcast. <laughs> Keep pooping late. <laughs> We're basically there now. Um, yeah, of course, Monaco preview coming up, but that's not all we're talking about on today's episode. We've also got F1 back and forth making an appearance to close Wee. out the show. A1GP, potentially a revival there. We'll be discussing in the last few days. Um, let's see if this one gets a cheer as well. Gunter Steiner talking about classic tracks and whether they should keep up Wee. with newer tracks. But we're going to start with Monaco preview. But before we get there, actually, quick Wait, mention, right. Harry. Oh. Hello. What should people do if they like our podcast? Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned this, Ben. Yeah. It's been lacking lately. Five stars, please, people. If you like the podcast, five stars. It's it's so easy. Name something harder than giving five stars, Sam. Um, making a sandwich. Exactly. And that's really easy. I love making sandwiches. And I'm eating them. But do you know what I love more? Five-star reviews. Five-star reviews. I'll tell you what else hasn't been lacking, though. Spotify Q&A posts. I've still yeah, not thanks, everyone. We, I'm going to start publishing those because they're yeah. bloody lovely. Well, thank you, Spotify people. Everywhere, everywhere else. AKA Apple. It's you. Five, five, 
five stars, please. Also, go follow YouTube, please. When we hit 10K, there's going to be a giveaway. Oh, we're so close now. So close. <laughs> 2028 is going to be fun. Um, we might give away a cap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, thank you to everyone who has already given us five stars. We thank do you. ask for your love. Um, and we are very, very grateful for those of you that give it back to us. Um, we had one review come in the last couple of days that made me chuckle, which was <laughs> five out of five would dream you binned it again from Nate918. The first episode I listened to was Harry's Gammon. Ever since <laughs> oh, I listened religiously to the point that last night I had a dream that I was listening to the boys interview Max Verstappen and they absolutely binned it. Uh, Better luck tomorrow night, guys. Five out of five would listen to you bin again. Thank you. It would be a disaster. There was, an, there was another one that I that came in as well that was a fun listen, five stars. They're aggressively British, but not <laughs> annoying about it. <laughs> Very accurate. Aggressively British. I've never been described in that manner before. <laughs> Let's crack uh, on with Monaco. Um, of course, five races into the season. Red Bull have won five races. They're doing uh, pretty good this season. Not too bad at all. Um, now we're looking at Monaco, of course, a very unique track. Um, Red Bull, very good in a straight line, but of course, not as important here at Monaco. Very different features of this circuit. Sam, does this open the door for any other teams, Ferrari, Mercedes, Aston Martin? Does it open the door for them to maybe pull off a shock and take a win away from Red Bull? I mean, I'm I going mad in saying that at Monaco, there isn't a straight line. Oh, the only bit is but by after um, chicane. after the chicane. Literally, that tying a little bit is the only proper straight line bit of the whole racetrack. I, I guess. Yeah, or the, yeah, or down to Mirabeau, maybe. But they ha- they, they have to do a weave maybe at that a point, weave right? Around the bump because the bump will throw the aerodynamics of the car off. Anyway, that's off topic. Interesting though. Interesting. These straight lines are only racetrack, perhaps. Um, other than an oval, I would assume. Really. <laughs> oh yeah, good shout there. No straight lines. Um, who can compete with Red Bull? Well, I would like to be optimistic and say everyone, but I'm going to have to narrow it down because I really don't think that's likely to happen. I do think, and you know, Aston Martin are giving it the old big and they've really been going guns blazing on this, you know, turn in terms of coming to Monaco. And Fernando Alonso, it's not, it's not Aston Martin, it's just Fernando. Lance Stroll hasn't said a word. He's not said a thing. He is not peeped. I think his sister's wedding was the other day and yeah. I don't know if he's returned since that. He's asleep. He's still recovering. So Fernando Alonso is giving it the I'm king of the world. 2805. 2805. 2805. Add them together. 33. How many wings is that going to be? 33. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think if anyone's doing it, I think Fernando is have the absolute <laughs> bit between his teeth. And I would not be shocked if we see a repetition in history via Michael Schumacher, you know, in the terms of when he went to Mercedes, putting that incredible pole lap. And of course it was disqualified and that was heartbreak for us all. I don't think this will be. I think Fernando Alonso is, is so energetic, so up for a championship fight, so desperate for a wing, and this is the closest he might ever come to that chance. I think he will throw literally the kitchen sink and any potential family members he has at the Red Bull team to distract them. Flavia Briatore. Yeah, he's going. He's the first to go. <laughs> Straight at Christian Horner. I mean, Flavio would throw in a Fisichella before him, so... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Maybe some other team members that Alonso's had. Truly. I mean, luckily for Fernando, uh, he didn't run into Bruno Senna at the the last race, so he hasn't got a five-place grid penalty. Oh, thank goodness <laughs> for that. Well avoided, Alonso. <laughs> <laughs> 2012 reference for everyone. There. You're welcome. 
Good. Um, so yeah, I think Alonso's the one. I think a lot of people are desperately hoping that Charles Leclerc can avoid the the Monaco curse, the hometown curse, and he is truly so cursed, so cursed at his home Grand Prix. Um, did you see the sorry uh, related to the curse. Did you see the highlight from the football match? Earlier? What where he was upside down? Yeah, I mean, it, it can't do Monaco. No, I know. I I, I actually quote. It's a great use of the soundboard there, Harry. You've stepped in well. Thank you. Um, I did quote tweet this week, actually, and say, Charles, mate, you're the wrong way around. Um, you've got to be on, <laughs> your, you on your legs there. Confirm. You can't park there. Can't park on your head, sunshine. Um, so, yeah, I, I just it doesn't feel right for Ferrari. I feel like they're, they're going backwards in terms of progress up the grid at the moment. Mercedes are, I know they're running their black livery, but they really are the darkest of dark horses, I think, this weekend. Ooh. There is every chance that out of some miracle here, it works like, you know, setting a firework off and no one sees it coming and like, bang, you're on the top spot. But equally, they could be in 14th or 15th place for the entire weekend, which is, you know, it does feel more likely that it'll be that way around. But, you know, I'm hopeful that we're going to get a proper fight up the front. So I'm going to go with Alonso with the hope that if they get it right as well, Mercedes could be within a shout. How are you looking at anyone and thinking, yeah, they might be able to take it to Red Bull this weekend? I know you. Everyone likes to hate on Monaco, um, but he, I, mean, he means me. Well, yeah. I've been, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people on Twitter, and you know, I get it. But but for me, I think it's the that's the most exciting part about Monaco is that we we it's not the race bit, maybe not the race, but we could genuinely have anyone in that fight, and not anyone. Yep, can't wait for mostly Show Guan Yu to win. Hey. If he yeah. does now, I'm gonna look like a right play that clip back. Yeah, you haven't heard my bold prediction. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's what I enjoy the most about Monaco is that it it properly puts the emphasis on the driver. So I I think we could have, I mean, we could easily have a Verstappen pole. We could easily have a Leclerc pole. I think I think for a Ferrari, you know, they they hold him back as much as they can. Um, but he he's he's I know he's got a curse. But he's quite good around Monaco. He just crashes sometimes the and then sometimes Ferrari pit him whilst his, his teammates in the box. So oops, Leclerc, I, I, you know, he's, he's always a bit of a beast around here. Um, Alonso. Yes. That man, I feel like he's, he's thinks he's got a date with destiny this weekend. Oh, he so does. Oh man. He is. I'm here for it. I love it. I, I love, again, it's that, it's that self-confidence thing. He's got more self-confidence than any other human being, but just he's twitch. so good at whipping people into a frenzy of getting excited for him. And then everyone believes him. P7. We're going to be so yeah. disappointed. <laughs> and he rides this wave of confidence. He's like, ha ha, I am the king of the world. <laughs> and he is. He is the king of the world. Um, they just tweet like four numbers and everyone loses their mind. I uh, also lose my mind. Uh, so yeah, so he, you know, absolutely don't count him out. But um, as you say, Mercedes as well. It's hard to know where that's going to be. But you know, Hamilton and Russell can pull out special quality laps sometimes. Oh, special. A lot of the time. Um, so this this is looking quite open for me as we head into into the weekend because as you say, that Red Bull advantage I don't think is gonna matter quite so much or or at all. I think if you were to say to me, in a, in a magical world where Formula One is exciting at every single race we go to, if Alonso, Leclerc, Verstappen and Hamilton all had exactly the same level of machinery. You know, they all had an equal opportunity of getting on pole. I would be literally glued to the screen for this weekend because it would be something special. I just, I just don't think it's going to happen in that manner. I hope so. I hope so too. I so hope it does. I, I think there's a bit of a, um, a, a good 
dollop of irony heading into this weekend when it comes to the question around Red Bull, because for so many years when Red Bull weren't dominating the championship like they have been this year and last year, the question was always, could Monaco be the track where they actually excel and fight for a race win? Now the question's turned on its head in terms of, could Monaco be their bogey track? Could Monaco be the one that lets them down? So there's, for years when it was Mercedes ruling the roost, it was, it was, could Red Bull compete here? Think back to 2018 as an example, when Ricardo won. Um, that was that year was a Mercedes versus Ferrari duel. Red Bull weren't in that fight throughout the year, but they were pretty dominant. I, I know the race ended, um, you know, with Ricardo's car not exactly working as it should do. But up until that point, Red Bull were completely dominant that weekend. And if you look back even further, 2016, I know they didn't win that race because... Ricardo had a pit stop error with the Red Bull mechanics, but they should have done. They had the pace to win in a season where Red Bull only won twice in other races that weren't Monaco. And in both instances, they didn't actually have the pace to win. If you think that year, Verstappen won at Spain, that only happened because the Mercedes crashed into each other. And Malaysia, that was the iconic, no, 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 Hamilton retirement. So, Monaco was arguably that year the only time they should have won. So there is a bit of irony that we're now looking at it as a potential weakness source rather than a source of strength. Um, I think my, my instinct is it probably won't be enough for the other teams. I am looking forward to seeing if Aston Martin can compete here because as mentioned, they seem to be pretty good at these slow speed corners and that's kind of what Monaco is. And there is a little bit of optimism for Ferrari as well because... I, I agree with your overall comments, Sam, about Ferrari. The good thing here is if they can pull out a qualifying lap of the gods, maybe from Leclerc, even if Red Bull have got a faster race car, they might not be able to get by, which other racetracks, obviously, they would be able to. We've, we've seen them. We've seen Leclerc take pole at Baku, for example, this season. But of course, when it comes to race day, there's no competition whatsoever. Here, it might actually be tricky for Red Bull to get by. Any thoughts, Sam, on Perez's chances? I know this was obviously a race that he won last year. Do you think he can take it to Verstappen and take the race win? They call him Mr. Street Circuit. They don't. They do. No, they do. Street Circuit King. I don't want you to do that ever again. Oh, Mr. Bombastic. I actually do. Oh, God. Yeah. Thank Sorry. you. Sammy G. Dig. They call him Mr. Street Circuit. <laughs> I've changed my mind. No. We're going to watch him work it. Anyway, um, I genuinely think... You know, that's where his powers lie. That is where he gathers the source of all strength, is old Sergio Perez. If it is on the streets of a city where he could go and drink and party down the road the moment he gets out of the car, which he has shown oh, he likes to oh, do. No, 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 yeah, no. hang on. We won't go into too many details as what happened last year. Um, oh, no. Then, you know, he has a great time. And he has shown it time and time again that it often seems to be street circuits where he absolutely thrives. So... You know, there used to be a time where Perez was the one I would count out and go, ah, you know, maybe he'll be third or fourth off a stop and takes the wing. I think he's got absolutely every chance of doing the old the old double here, two in a row. So I think if he wings here, does he wing it more than Verstappen's won it? Uh, either, yes. Verstappen will be on one, he'll be on two, right? Yeah. Verstappen washed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nonetheless, sorry, I'm being silly, as always. Um, I do genuinely think, though, that Perez has absolutely every chance. If Perez is in the right you know, frame of mind, if he's got the motivation behind him, if he's if he's with one with the car, there is every chance that Sergio Perez can absolutely wallop it on pole position. 
I'm interested to see it. I think from Verstappen's perspective, how to protect against it, the one thing he can't afford is what happened last year at Monaco and what happened last time at Miami. He needs to nail that first Q3 lap because he can't deal with the risk of not getting that second lap in. It's it's cost him a couple of times now. So I think whatever happens this weekend for Verstappen, based on how important qualifying is for both Red Bulls and anyone who's planning to fight out the front, nail that first lap in Q3 because more often than not, you don't have any certainty that that second Q3 lap is actually going to happen. Harry, any thoughts on Perez's chances versus Verstappen? I think Perez is really enjoying the fact that we've we've only had like one actual race circuit this year. Yeah, no more real races. We don't oh, yeah. do. Street we don't races. Do. We're Formula E now. <laughs> so, yeah, look, I, he, I'm not going to do what Sam did, but he is Mr. Street Circuit. Go on. <laughs> no. <laughs> Go on. No, he's a little yourself. bit tempted, isn't he? No. He's a little bit tempted. A little bit, but not. A little bit, leave it. Uh, <laughs> he, he does excel. And even it is... I think back to his Force India days. I think you mentioned that 2016 uh, Monaco GP. I think he was on the podium for that one. In a, I think he was on a, in a podium for that one. Was he third? He might well have been. He might that have been third. Maybe that or the year before, it's, maybe. It sounds like something he'd have done. He'd have done. Yeah. I think Sykes and Norris get double podiums together at one point a couple of years ago. That was 21. Yeah, 21. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I think a few years before that, back when, back when he was at Force India. Anyway. It's quite good at street circuits. It's, it's my, now known, yeah. Is my point there. So um, I wouldn't rule it out. Look, we, I, I don't I don't really know how it's happened. He's just become a bit of a street circuit specialist in the last couple of yes, years. Yes, um, And, you know, we, we said he should have taken that win in Miami. This is a golden opportunity to, to what could be a golden opportunity to snatch back the championship lead. Not only win, but, but snatch back the lead of the championship. Or, sorry, was he ever in the lead? No. Has he been in the lead this year? No. It's a golden opportunity to lead the championship. Very good. No snatching here. Well, you can still snatch it. Just snatch it for the first time. Sorry, no snatching it back here. Yeah. Just They're like two children in the sand pit and Max has always had the spade. And Sergio wants it. He almost had it. Almost. Sergio put it, no, Max put it down to get a snack and Sergio realised too late. You've got a face full of sand. Oh, I hate that sand in your mouth. There you go. That's my point, Ben. Right. Oh, predictions time, I reckon. Oh, hang now, on. I just realised we've not played this for ages. Yeah, yeah, we should actually. Yeah. Oh, Sorry, Live Laugh Latifi. Um, we ben, do love you. Do that again. I think it's time for some bold predictions. It certainly is. Gather around, little children, and listen to my song. I might have one bold predictions, and I'll be wrong. Oh, it's so lovely. Sensual. I was going to say, in fairness to our bold predictions, we got them all wrong last week, but for the first time ever, it's not our fault. (laughs) Could have seen it coming, I reckon. Yeah. Bold predictions. Should have said race is going to get cancelled. One of us should have released Oh, yeah. Anyway, bold predictions for Monaco. What have you got, Sam? I'm going to do something I've never done before. It's a five-parter. It is a two-parter. That's not the bit. The bit is, the first bit is that the Monaco Grand Prix is going to be considered currently the race of the season so far. That's quite an objective... It's, you know, yeah, it's quite you know, subjective. Sorry. Subjective. It's up for debate. But I think, you know, we're the three of us especially who have discussed this, we're all aware that 
we haven't had the most thrilling start to the season, right? We've, we said this last time out. Every race has been no more than maybe a six. This bar is hella low. Yeah, right. So I, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I know that the, the claim I'm making sounds extreme, but it has got a small bar to jump. It's like the first round of Crufts where the Chihuahua's <laughs> got to hop over the first bit, you know? Anyway, so I'm going to say that currently, not that it will be the race of the season across the whole season, because we can't judge it, but so far- As of now. As of now, race of the season. And the second part is, Fernando Alonso will win. Why? You see- Why'd you do this to yourself? Because if he wins, it will become the race of the season. Yeah, but what if he wins it and it's the dullest race on record? He wins. That would be really funny. I'll imagine that. Imagine if everyone else drives around at 20 miles an hour and Alonso is just trundling for <laughs> 71 laps. It's 71 or 78 laps. He did it last year. Do you remember he was just same. backing up the yeah. field? <laughs> the clip of him on the track with the queue behind him is infamous. Oh, man. Anyway, that's my two-parter. Throw your abacuses, abacai, whatever they're called, pluralised, out the window, folks. Probably abacuses, but I like abacai. Um, my bold prediction is, and if we need further clarity on this, I, I'm happy to give oh, a bit more no. detail. My bold prediction is that there will be a Charles Leclerc strategic blunder. Again. By, by him or by Ferrari? By Ferrari. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. Are we, are we happy with just that? I mean, don't get me wrong. If we have, I'm, I'm open to having the conversation come Sunday if something like close to it happens or maybe a little bit confusing happens. Charles Leclerc crashing into a wall. It's not a strategic, strategic blunder. blunder. That will not count. It's not part of a good strategy though. It's a fair point. I don't think count. it's also an intentional part of any strategy. It's a blunder. You're something a blunder. that comes from the team <laughs> that quite clearly costs him. Okay. Okay. In the race as well. If it happens in qualifying, that doesn't count. It's in the race on Sunday. BPs so far. Let's hear your or H-E. H-E. Just go on. H-E. Doesn't work. Doesn't okay. rhyme. I'm not going to do that again. Uh, <laughs> my, bad initials. My, my bold prediction is that in qualifying, the top five will be five different teams. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I like uh, Not part of your bold prediction, but I'd like to hear who you think it could be. And not in any particular order. Uh, fine. Um, Red Bull, Ferrari, Aston Martin, Mercedes, and... <laughs> could be anyone. McLaren. Sne- McLaren? Yeah, I was going to say... I- McLaren step up at Monaco for some reason. You've got that stupid livery. Oh my God. We'll get onto that in a little bit. Um, pole one, two, three. What have you got, Harry? Pole position. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do it. It's Fernando Alonso. Come on! Yes! <laughs> 2805. 2805. Well, well, no, it's 27. I'm feeling 33. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he's going to be on pole. He's going to win because he's going to trundle around at 20 yeah. miles an hour. <laughs> and it will be the best race of the season. So we're going to get past him. <laughs> get out of the way. Oh. Come on, mate. <laughs> beep, uh, beep. Second will be Verstappen and third will be Chuggles Lecluckles. I love that. <laughs> I'm going to go quickly because, well, mine's just really boring. So oh. I've got Verstappen pole, Verstappen win, Perez second, Alonso third. Let's move on to Sam. Okay, pole. Great. Fernando Alonso! And the win will also be Fernando's, obviously. It's coming home. That's the real World Cup. Spain. Yeah, this sure. is the real World Cup. Um, What's it? It's coming home in Spanish. Uh, it's coming home. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, second place, I'm waiting for it through. So I don't know. I think that... Harry? Perez will be in second. I know. And I think that Luis Amilitang will be in third. Sure. <laughs> what a lineup that is. All right, great time. Fernando, Alonso, Sergio Perez and Lewis Hamilton. What a podium. They can have a right cuddle on the podium. <laughs> Good. They'll all be happy. 
Great. Do you know what time it is? Sandwich time. Oh. We're going to take our first break. I thought it was we'll summertime. Talking Gunter Steiner's comments right after this. I just need to go and call someone back. All right. Don't put that in the podcast, Kirsty. <laughs> Please do. Be. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. They call him Mr. Street Circuit. Watch him working. Drive around Monaco. Oh, in a red ball. That's good, that. That's lovely. I'll tell you what, um, Harry's currently on a phone call and I can't really be bothered to wait for him. So we're going to crack on. Yes. Um, before we get into the next topic, Sam is dying to talk about the McLaren livery that was released today. Um, and I'm not going to make him wait any longer. You're hot about this, right? It's just, uh, it's, it's not the livery itself. So the li- let's, if we are subjective, we just talk about the livery, right? It From the front, I'm not wrong on this. It does just look like an Alpha Tauri, doesn't it? With an orange rear wing, right? It does literally just look like, it's hard not to see Alpha Tauri when looking at this. Now, if you were to remove it completely from the grid and just put it on its own, on the, like on a rogue somewhere, and I were to come across it, I would go, Four. That does look really good. But then I do think I would think that about most Formula One cars if I just saw them on a rogue somewhere, you know? Sure. But don't be wrong. Black, white, and orange is a colour collection. as a palette. Really nice. It does, in theory, work. But McLaren, good Lord, stop going on about this bloody triple crown that you've technically... It's not a constructor's achievement. It cannot be won by a team or by an engine provider. It is strictly a driver's achievement. Always has been. Never been spoken about by a team wanting to win the the, the triple crown constructor's edition. But they are going on about it like they are bloody kings and queens of the racing world. And it's driving me bloody bonkers and the livery just annoys me because it's it's trying to symbolize the fact that they are triple crown winners when they're not and they're in the worst form of their not not their lives i mean the mid 2000 teens was pretty bad but it ain't looking good for them so to try and celebrate some kind of magical moment that they've apparently had across history while their form is so god awful i just think it's a bit embarrassing Oh, Harry's back. Um, we carry I'm on with just, the podcast. Well, you got bored. Oh, sorry. I literally kicked my way into the door then. I didn't realize we were recording. Sorry. It's all right. I was talking about uh, McLaren. I just thought I'd let him get it off his chest. All right. I've actually been quite calm about it there. Yeah, okay. I don't, you have actually. I kept, you know kept what? it together. Honestly, I don't disagree with a word you said there. It's like your dad honest. telling you he agrees with you, honestly. When Ben says something like that, I'm so, like, fulfilled. Proud of you, son. Genuinely, I'm like, oh, yes. Well, well done, my boy. From perspective, I can't. I can't blame them for doing it because they've got so little to talk about yeah. in their current form that they might as well blab on about something that doesn't really technically exist. The marketing spin doctors strike again. Yeah, pretty much. And I know a lot of people really like the livery. I don't, I don't really like it. Oh, you're trying to make a point here. You've gone <laughs> for a phone call. Now you come back coughing. 
Sorry, I mean, my point is just I don't really like the livery as much as everyone else. What does. would you do yeah. to make it better? I would make I would take the black off and make it orange. I love all three of the Indy 500 liveries Agreed. that they've done. And this just feels like they've tried to do all of them. Well, basically they have done all of them at once. And it's just, you can't, it's just, they've just put too much together. Well, that, I know a lot of people really said, like it. it they but. said, have we just put all three, put three liveries into one? Yes, we have. Like it's some arrogant claim. You put three colors in a line yeah, together. Have. Like it wasn't anything. Me- and don't get me wrong. I think I prefer it to their current livery that they're running on this year's normal car. I do. Yes. But I just think there's so much more they could have done. They have so much more heritage that they could have really gone down something special for the one Formula One race that oh, it's technically for Spain as well, which is funny. But I just felt like they could have done more with it. I got rid of the black. Oh, question about liveries. There's, well, we're expecting some sort of golf livery from Williams. On f- uh, well, they've said that they, they rumoured a special edition, but whether it's for Monaco or not, is, you know. Oh, but my point being, I'm guessing it must be, but they're unveiling it at like 12 p.m., on Friday. Uh, well, we not have had practice by then. Well, are we not doing practice on Thursday this year? I don't think they do that anymore. Oh yeah, they're not. Yeah, I forgot about that. Boring. So hang on, are they doing it uh, in midday on Friday? Yeah, and I'm I'm sure we probably would have had FP1. I'd like to think they, they're not that stupid. <laughs> they roll the car out and then they, they do. Are. And then they roll the car out in the old livery and then roll it back into the garage and hope that someone's in there with them. <laughs> just do FP1 on the old livery. You just hear, you just hear, <laughs> Spray painting over it with the, the little shield up. You know, and they all stand around the car so you can't see it. Well, they, oh, like a man. quick change on Britain's Got Talent. I saw a picture of the garage today and they've got all the screens up. So it, it sounds like, or it looks like the car is in there with its special livery on. But is I it just, going to just look exactly like the McLaren one from two years ago? Maybe. Maybe. Let's, uh, let's crack on. I, I think we're in full danger of this episode being like a 90 minute one. So let's let's crack on with... Gunter Steiner's comments because as reported by Autosport, Haas team boss Steiner says F1 is doing a good job at improving weekend entertainment, but he stressed that classic races need to keep up. Sam, do you think that the responsibility lies with the circuits, as Gunter Steiner mentions, to up their game? Or do you think the responsibility is with F1 to ring fence and protect these venues? Um... I actually think Gunter's talking a lot of sense in this point. I don't think that just because you're a bit of tarmac that's been around longer than another bit of tarmac, you get any kind of, you know, you get to keep your foot in the door just because you've been around longer. I I, I like that a lot of countries have started imploring some of their own culture onto the race weekend. And I'm not just talking about the, the slightly dodgy LL Cool J introductions with Will I Am dictating a, an orchestra, which apparently he wasn't really dictating. But I'm talking more about, you know, like when we went to the Mexican Grand Prix last year and they did their own version of the F1 theme. Like that was a really, really cool little addition that was just for Mexico. I really, really liked that. Um, and I have a lot of hope that maybe the older circuits that do have a, a, a USP, a unique selling point, if you don't know what that is, folks, in comparison to the likes of someone like Miami, they've been around a long time. They've got heritage. They've got old school memories and moments that they should be able to lean into and play into and do something more of. And if you want to sell tickets, if you want people at the grid, if you want to really stump up the quality for how much tickets are worth these days, deliver something on the track that isn't part of the racing. Make it a moment that people remember and record and enjoy. You see what they're doing Abu Dhabi. And whilst the racing is boring, look at the size of that flyby that they do at the start of the bloody race. They've got, what was it, an Airbus A380, one of the biggest planes that you can ever get onto publicly, flies over the circuit with a massive plume out the back of it. It looks sensational. If that's what they want to do, they should do it. And I'm all for 
making it a show, make it a spectacle. I don't disagree with Gunter staying, saying, get on with it. I mean, I, like, I, I do disagree with him. No, I don't. That's another topic. Ooh. We've gone off to a tangent there. I'm very sorry. Do more at the start of races. It's good fun, but you know, keep it culturally relevant to who you are and who the circuit is. Do you agree with Gunter's comments as well, Harry? Uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I was Sam with this. I think a bit of, bit of fanfare. Nothing wrong with it. Never, never hurt anyone. I admit I wasn't a massive fan of uh, the Miami edition. Felt a bit wet. Uh, that boy gone good. Wet. Oh God. It ironic. Yeah. Ironic. Um, but it, yeah, having said that, I, I'm not against it. And as you say, Sam, it doesn't have to be. LL Cool J introducing drivers every time it, it can be it can be on different scales and I think we see it in you know in in places like Monza they have like the cool flyover and it's, it's all quite Italian uh, Silverstone like you could do something like a best of British all the oldest cars from Silverstone and on the formation lap I know it's a bit crazy but have some old F1 drivers driving some of these old Formula 1 cars in front of the safety car and they're all put into the pit lane. IndyCar do it. They do bloody two-seater yeah. in front of the safety car. So, Mario Andretti's making a living out of that. It's cool. It is cool. I just think that you could still make it a historic moment that is also interesting. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, I, I doesn't, I, for me, it doesn't have... To, it doesn't need to be um, the same sort of fanfare, I guess, Um it, for every race, don't have to be Miami levels every time. Having said that, I, I like having a, a, I like having a little bit beforehand. I think if we had Miami every time, we we would get sick of it. Something that I saw on social media actually, and this is very, very much in relation to this, but it's about the cars. But Monaco is obviously considered like the classic race, right? Like it is the way it's laid out, where it is. And I saw someone tweet um, that every team should have to run a vintage livery at Monaco. Like it just should be part of the rules. And I think that's genuinely a really, really fun and cool idea. Love that. And I think it would get so much attention across social media and through press that, you know, you imagine, I don't know, the Mercedes running their 1950s with a big red circle on the side. that has got their numbering it, whatever it is, the white circle with the red numbering it. That's, it's so cool. It's so cool. And I think that's a missed opportunity. Would Haas run the 2016 livery? No, they just won't be on the grid, mate. (laughs) 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 They'd they'd run Gunther's baby photos. (laughs) They drive that Audi catalogue boat. Oh, God. Oh, oh, yes. I actually pay money to see that. <laughs> Might be quicker. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, I, I, I'm i not against this. I think def, definitely at uh, varying levels for each race and depending on, on what it is, uh, 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 what race it is. But uh, yes, happy happy for a bit of a bit of flair every now and then. Bit of Ric Flair. Good. <laughs> Woo! Woo! <laughs> didn't see that didn't see Rick Flair get a mention on this episode but here we are here we are um, I, I broadly agree with both of you I think there is one caveat to to add and I think the circuits were probably aware of because even if we're saying that these circuits should show more flavour and it should help their cause to stay on the stay on the calendar nothing does trump money if you don't have the right amount of money to compete with some of these other tracks that are coming on stream you still aren't getting on, regardless of what you choose to do before or after during the race. Um, I, I think, though, I agree in that each Grand Prix should embrace its own uniqueness because we don't want to see, or at least I don't want to see, 
23 races that are all the same in terms of pre-race and post-race. And we should embrace the different cultures, the different continents that we go to. Um, so I think there are creative ways to to bring that out in terms of ceremonies. And um, yeah, you've already mentioned a couple of ideas that are already implemented, some that could be implemented. So I, I'm 100% for that. And to those who are maybe skeptical of that and want to keep racing as pure as it possibly can bear in mind the racing isn't impacted by this at all what what we're saying here lap one to the checkered flag does not change so you can do whatever you want pre-race and and post-race it shouldn't really impact your enjoyment of what goes on in the grand prix itself um it's like those people that were really critical of the um we um we race as one movement and saying that oh the race was ruined because they did that beforehand it doesn't even if you disagree it doesn't impact anything in terms of the racing itself what do you want about it, the pre-race and post-race stuff is completely independent. And yeah, I think we should look at creative ideas to 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 bring out the best of the races. 100% for this. Don't like it. Shut your eyes. Well, just turn on two minutes beforehand. Put it yeah. on mute. Shut your eyes. <laughs> just sit there for 45 minutes. Walk out the room. With your eyes closed. Have a bath. Uh, that's a great idea, you know. A lot of you could do with a bath. You're smelly. <laughs> you stinky little turds. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Sam, you can't call the listeners stinky turds. (laughs) He didn't, he called them stinky little (laughs) turds. That might be my favourite thing I've said on the show. Oh. Kirsty's already making that into a reel as we speak. Oh, good. That is time on it today. Not viewable on screen right now, but he's doing the biggest shaking of a head ever seen (laughs) in life. The thing is, I know she's laughing, that's the thing. Uh, oh, shaking her head, I <laughs> oh. Anyway, let's let's wrap up that topic here. We're going to take another short break. We'll be back with who's under pressure right after this. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, as usual, we'll give our submissions for who we think is under pressure heading into the Monaco Grand Prix. Then we have a few uh, submissions from our Discord listeners as well to see if they agree with what we're saying or can offer up some different names. Sam, who's under pressure? Uh, I'm going to have to go for the the big old Monaco itself, I think, is under pressure. I think the tension is starting to build with the newer F1 community coming through the door, with the Drive to Survive community. Get over it. Oh, let me talk, <laughs> mate. Stinky little turds. You sh- I'm going to put a stinky little turd in you. No. Um, no. <laughs> um, Monaco hasn't delivered uh, a banger consistently for a while. Right? How many times has Monaco actually been like an interesting race in the last, I'm not asking you, Ben, in the last like 20 years, you'd say what, like three races, maybe? 
if that. Yeah. So I mean, again, it's personal opinion. I'm sure Harry would say like nine. But yeah. I've, yeah. Nine out of eight times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but with with the current generation, and it's no slight on them, but they are fed high, intoxicating, full on action in everything that they turn to. Everything is short retention spans. Everything is faster to get through. And Monaco can be 78 laps of nothing. It can be. And I do think that there could be some a lot, some pressure from the community, which then could pressurise Liberty, which obviously want to sell entertainment, with all these new Grand Prix coming through and promising all this fanfare and spectacle and wonder, that if Monaco keeps failing to deliver interesting races, regardless of circumstances, it might start to struggle more than it already is. So I think that Monaco needs to deliver. Shouldn't they just extend its contract? Yeah, but I don't know if it'll get another one. It will be here till I die. Yeah. Don't you sulk. I'm not. Good. Delighted. <laughs> we'll go one day and I'll have a great time. That's the thing. We'll go and I'll have a wonderful time. I'll have a lovely time. I'd like to go. I'm assuming on principle, you will decline an invitation to the Monaco Grand Prix, Sam. You'd be like, I'm not going. No, not doing it. You all have too high ex- um, <laughs> thoughts about me. I would, in a heartbeat. If someone only invited me, I'd go. Sam is fickle. Oh, so fickle. And very shallow when it comes to money. A fickle pickle. Ticket discrepancy. You, <laughs> you would be all over the Monaco being the best race on the calendar as soon as that opportunity. If someone said, Sam, I'll buy out the podcast for a million quid if you publicly say every time it's mentioned that the Monaco Grand Prix is the best thing ever, I'll be like, where's the dotted line? Give me that pen. I don't even want to get into the conditions we would do to be bought out for a million pounds. Like, that's a scary low level that we'd go down to. I would sell my soul, soul, soul. You got three of them. And I was just doing the cool echo. All right. Yeah. Um, what was the, <laughs> oh, under pressure. That's what we're doing. <laughs> that is just terrible banter. Yes. Yeah. Oh, awful. <laughs> Harry, what have you got? Am I got a question for the group, for the room? Yeah. Am I allowed to recycle my last week one? Cause I believe yes. it's pro- Lance Stroll. <laughs> Fair. He didn't deliver last time. <laughs> and, 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 really poor. In many ways, he also did. Right. Yeah, an excellent weekend. <laughs> yeah, um, for the same reasons as last week. Uh, I won't repeat myself too much, but but he, he needs to get back on, get back on it in terms of at least try horse. and be a bit more level with with uh, race winger Fernando Alonso. He's never been very good at Monaco. Right. Is anyone really shocked about that? <sighs> No, I'm not. I'm not shocked about it. It's just um, you know, at least at Imola, he had. I, I think he had more of a chance to be level with Alonso at Imola than he does here at Monaco. Everyone did. Well, no one went round. Swings it. Well, no one trying to say. I don't swings and roundabouts. Roundabout. It's just how the luck luck falls. That's not relevant right now. For 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 that, yeah, it is. I mean, like it. He might have had a better chance at Imola. I know. Flooded. I'm just teasing you, yanking your chain. Please don't. I don't want to. <laughs> struggle today lads <laughs> um, right. my, my under pressure um, again I could recycle mine from last week because I said Stefano Domenicali and F1 because they really needed a banger of a race and they still very much need a <laughs> banger of a race as Sam's kind of alluded to for the sake of not repeating myself I will offer up a different opinion and that is and he's featured on this segment before. I'm sure he'll feature on this segment again. It is the McLaren CEO. Yeah. Zach Brown. <laughs> yeah. Bungers. Um, yeah. Zach Brown. I think he's under pressure because McLaren are so slow 
in a straight line that it's almost unbelievable. And to Sam's <laughs> point, there are no straight lines at Monaco. So if they don't get a good result here, I'm starting to get very nervous about McLaren long-term because this track should suit the fact that they can only go up to about 80 miles an hour top speed. I, I, I figure someone like Lando Norris or Oscar Piastri could deliver a banger of a Q3 lap, pop it in like P6 or something, and then just no one can get by for the entire Grand Prix. That is definitely something I can see coming and something they definitely need. I've got a really... This is so, this is so off topic. Oh, I'm no. so sorry. I'm really on it today. What's going on? I've got a weird vision that I'd like to see. I really want to see Beng cycle a bike around the Monaco track. Why? Like, you know, like with a GoPro on his face looking at him. So it's like a bit of fish-like legs. And he's like, oh, this hill's really arse. I just think it'd be really funny. What? Why? It's great content there. Just watching Beng sweat around Monaco. I don't know how far into that lap it, we could get before it becomes really dull. It would never be dull. But then he's, he, get, he does the big hill and then after that, it's all downhill again. I think him going, wee will also be very fun. That's the least bad noise. something I do very frequently, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, folks. I'm really not, not on it today. Do we have any submissions from our Discord? Oh, yeah. I, I always forget that i got to do that. <sighs> One day, folks. One time, day. Uh, yeah, thank you for sending your submissions in. Um, hopefully this time... They are relevant, as they weren't last week. Uh, first up, Kibler and Bits. Kibler Biscuits. Hello, late breakers. It's Kibler and Bits here in the middle of a... Can I just say something? Sorry, Kibler and Bits. She's named She's named a submission. Kibler and Bits, Spain. Does she think it's a Spanish GP? Oh, you've had a nightmare there. <laughs> That's a real shame. She might not, Use but... Use it again next week. <laughs> Coffee, <laughs> Which is recycled. Anyway, we'll yeah. carry on. 1700 kilometer, thousand mile drive up the east coast That's of the United the States. And my under pressure for this coming weekend is. She's kept it generic. Sorry, Kibler, but she's kept it generic. You love interrupting this. Sorry. Poor girl. Carry on. Ferrari, because getting passed by a Haas multiple times on our last outing was not a great look. So hopefully these upgrades are going to be good and do them some benefit. Yeah, they're not coming to Wish me luck driving, and I can't wait for the next episode to get me through the Wednesday leg of my trip. Bye. This makes a lot of sense about what she said about the updates. Yeah. This is definitely a Spain yeah. prediction she's given here. But keep them bits. We'll play it again next what week. What does also work for your update there is that Ferrari probably can't be passed by Haas around the Monaco track because you can't overtake. A very good point. Mm. Mm. A, a Ferrari will find a way. They'll find a way. Good old Ferrari. Who's next? Joy's the kill. I don't know how many times Alonso has helped you, given you advice. He is literally twiddling his thumbs in that car with 75 points, and you are rocking 27 points. Lance Stroll, you're going to need to step up your game. Just turn the numbers around and it looks better, doesn't it? Yeah. That's 33 how, points, in it? That's how math works. Yeah. Uh, everyone's favourite, sorry, second favourite Harry, has a... Mm. Right, it's from Sunny Mauritius. Most under pressure, uh, well, team this weekend is, is Mercedes. Um, they've been going on about this upgrade, it seems, every week since the start of the previous season. It's getting quite boring. Uh, I mean, this weekend, they can't blame it on Power Unit, can't blame it on Red Bull's DRS. Either you've upgraded the aero package to compete with these teams or you haven't. So 
basically put up or shut up this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> is he in the pool when he did that? I don't know. Like some splashing. I admire the dedication from Hazard whilst he's on his honeymoon. honeymoon. I'm tentatively going to say, I think that's the first submission we've ever had from the Mauritius. <laughs> Let us know. Have you submitted from the Mauritius? I don't think they, anyway. anyway. Uh, next up, all good always. Highly breaking. Thank you for the glowing review on my life update. The last episode update to my update. I went to Korea. So a lot of walking, a lot of spicy Korean food, which was awesome. Um, my under pressure for this weekend has probably got to be Max Verstappen. I mean, given what happened last year in Monaco, he probably still has PTSD with Checo. So hopefully history doesn't repeat itself this year and we see Checo's villain era in a different way. Um, and I guess I still maintain Logan Sargent too. Love you guys. Love the podcast. Bye. I think you put it correctly earlier. What career did you go to? <laughs> I think we can confidently assume. <laughs> Should never assume. Makes an ass out of you and me. Yes, correct. But it's probably South. It's probably South. Sebalicious is next. Hola. My most Hola. under pressure Hola. is Aston Martin. Surely they've been hyping up Monaco, Alonso in the press, on Twitter. This track suits their car perfectly. And I don't see where Red Bull could really get past them on a straight and just gap them by 15 seconds, especially around t- tight, twisty Monaco. If they don't get a double podium or a win, in my eyes, that's a failure. Stern words. Very stern words. Love it, so delicious. Um, yeah. Katie from Texas. Not Norm, it's Katie. Hey guys, this is Katie from Texas, Uh, Norm's better half. He will definitely agree with that statement. My driver under the most pressure is Charles Chuckles Leclerc because Monaco curse. Thanks. Bye. Totally fair. It's a very fair point. Um, We will put a poll in the Discord. Who's the better half? Norm or Katie? (laughs) Or Katie. Good Lord. Uh, I'm not actually going to do that. That. We'll wrap it up for today. Uh, sure, hold on. Oh, hang on. She, oh God. Got time. Got a bit of rogue, rogue no. meat coming up today. Come no. <laughs> on, here's, here's beef. Otherwise known as roadkill beef currently, but let's see what name we got for her this week. Hello. Um, <laughs> miserable. Um, I'm more miserable than last week because I've got a uni essay due on Wednesday, which I have not done. So I'm not beef. happy about That's tomorrow. that. tomorrow. Um, for those over in the big wet, um, in the big wet, no, big wet. Oh, Jesus, I'm so tired. <laughs> tired it's hot in the UK now, thought I'd let you know. Um, so that's improving my mood. I've already got tan lines already from being out in the garden. Um, under pressure, Monaco, it's just under pressure to give us a good race because I'm proper in the IndyCar now. Um, and it's a 500 this weekend. Okay, bye. Tanline beef or B500? Tanline beef, I'm going with. B500. 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 <laughs> I tell you, everyone's going to be gutted that the beef might be heading over to IndyCar. They're going to love her in the States. They're going to love her in the States. In the big wet. In the big wet. And she'll just walk around going, my mood is really bad. <laughs> Christopher Walken's I love back. how she turns into Christopher Walken. It's so good. You know, I put the watch and you put it in your ass. Full fighters. Full fighters. Enough. Oh, God. Oh, that is enough. That is more than enough. Let's talk about A1GP. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> I love the reaction that got because A1GP, Sir Keith Mills, who was the architect of London's 2012 Olympics bid, is part of a group looking to revive A1GP after a 15-year absence. So given it's been off our screens for 15 years, probably wise to at least give a little bit of an overview as to what the series was. Um, first became a series in 2005. It was a single make series. Um, the key distinction was that the competitions, uh, the competition was solely about your nationality. So you weren't representing yourself, you were representing your nation. Um, quite a lot of big names appeared in the series. So a lot of recognizable names, Nelson Piquet Jr., Karen Chandok, Sebastian Boemi, Jos Verstappen, and one I'd completely forgotten, Sergio Perez took part in one <laughs> round. What a boy. He did. Unbelievably. Um, the <laughs> series ran so for good. four years. So the first three seasons, there were about 10 to 11 rounds. Um, then there were quite a few cancellations in the fourth season. And then a planned fifth season never got off the ground due to financial issues. Um, there's rumours that there are quite a few high-level people involved in this. So Marcin Budkowski, who was last part of the Alpine outfit, looks like he'll be the CEO if this goes ahead. But other names such as Nick Fry and Sean Bratches have been apparently involved from a consultancy Nick Fry from Hot Fuzz? <laughs> no? No. Fancy a Cornetto? No. No, I can confirm Nick Frost is not Oh, yeah, that's him, isn't it? Whatsoever. I think how he was. <laughs> Simon Bratches. <laughs> Simon and Nick! If someone can please mock up a hot fuzz photo <laughs> with Sean Bratch and Nick Fry included, <laughs> I would absolutely love it. Um, Harry, should this be revived? And yes. if so, in what? Yes, it's so key. <laughs> so key. I, I'm key because if you go on YouTube and Google, I'm like, search for craziest A1 GP moments, do this, folks. It's amazing. Mad. You won't believe it. It's so good. Um, yeah, look, I another Motorport series. Hell yeah. More, yeah. <laughs> more. Another 500 reference there. I, 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 I can't say I ever properly watched it when it was on at the time, but it was 15 years ago. Um, You're a wee boy. I was a wee boy, but I, I became for this to come back. I, I think it, I think it would be kind of like the idea that it's, it's kind of just not very serious. <laughs> it's so, such an unserious motorsport. It's like the Eurovision of racing. It is. That's what I was, yeah, was going to say. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so we, I, I am all for this. And, you know, it, where seats are difficult to get these days in, in Formula 1, but in lots of various motorsports, I guess single-seater motorsports, I think another single-series, uh, single-seater series, sorry, is is a good thing because I think it will give drivers who can't get a seat where they might not uh, might want to, uh, it gives them the opportunity to go elsewhere. And if they, if they give it the right platform and, and coverage... Uh, you know, advertise it, put it on uh, an easy to watch channel, a TV channel, or, or even like streaming service. Could we'll be. stream it. Uh, will we? What, from the late breaking YouTube? Yeah, we will be the hosts. Hey, we might at 10K. Oh. Who wants a cap? <laughs> or a mug? Thank you for watching A1GP. <laughs> Here's a mug. Please subscribe. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I am, I'm all for this. And to be honest, as you say, the, the names you mentioned are... There's some, there's some big there's hitters a lot of others as well. Yeah, some but. serious hitters in there. So, you know, let's, let's do it. Let's get this thing off the ground. And by the way, if you've not seen, Ben's done an excellent thread. Great thread. Of who he would put in each of his countries. Apart from Brazil. He did do I'm, Brazil. I did do Brazil. No, I just didn't go for a 250-year-old. I corrected him. 
What did you say about Brazil? Guess who I said should be in Brazil. <laughs> you could pick two people. Uh, Nelson Piquet Jr.? No. Um, this has gone well. Don't know. Felipe Massa? Felipe, baby. Oh, I mean, Rubens Barrichello would do it for free. He would just cry the whole time and I would support him <laughs> effortlessly, screaming from the sidelines. I love how many people are wound up with that post. Yeah. Because so, I knew, th- there's no way any That's- one person could do that list without people disagreeing with who should be in there. That's okay, mate. That's- I can't believe you didn't bite over the Netherlands. I ain't gonna bite. <laughs> You're not gonna bite. Not gonna bite. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Max Verstappen still at time to prove himself. <laughs> Good. Good. Um, so yeah, you're in favour, basically. Is there a, yeah. Is there anything that you would particularly want them to do with the series? I know you mentioned in terms of making it accessible on free-to-air or a streaming service, but is there anything else in particular you want to see from the series? Let's go to different tracks so we don't go to an F1. They went to things places like Kyle Lamy. Went to Brands. Let's go back to Brands. Mm. Um, they went to Zam- I, I'm not relevant anymore, but they went to Zamvor, obviously when it wasn't an F1 track. Yeah. Yeah. So let, let's do, there are so many great tracks in the world. Don't follow F1. Don't follow, fuck, can't speak. Oh my, what is it? <laughs> Get it out, son. Oh God. Don't follow F1 great uh, everywhere. Go to tracks uh, that we don't necessarily race around very often. A lot of great so, tracks in the world. Watkins Glen. That is another one. I'd so yeah, happily go to Watkins Glen. I, I'd love to see that because it, it just makes it more interesting, doesn't it? For, mm. for the casual viewer. I agree. Sam, what, have you, what are your thoughts? Firstly, 100% get it back on as a thing. Completely agree. But there are some changes that I would make. Quite big changes, I think. I would turn this into a World Cup type event. Nice. It would be an every four year spectacle. And I would also want nations to bid to host the A1GP you must have a certain amount of racetracks available to do so. So you can only oh, race one in one country each time. Uh, and if you could partner. Oh, so we go to if the UK were to bid, <laughs> think of all the bloody great tracks we've got that you could go around. Not a kill. Right? <laughs> right. I'm just saying, you know, there are so many great tracks. You, you made that great point that we should be going to tracks that are not Formula One regularly used. And I would not have an issue with countries partnering up, much like they do, for the World Cup, you know, the new football World Cup has got, I think it's all of North America apart the Mexico, United States and Canada are all one. Why can't we do that with racetracks? So I would like to have a pure six week period every four years over the, the winter break or whatever it might be, uh, or the summer break, depending on how it fits in, where we go to a country that's big for it. And we see those nations going round all in the same machinery uh, with stupid nationalized base deliveries, of course, because just Why the not? flag. Yeah, just the flag. Or or like your national flower or animal or something. I want America to have a huge eagle on the car. Um, you just want them to be what you want has to be. Basically. That's what they should be. It's a marketing opportunity they've missed. Don't get me on it. Um, nonetheless, I, I, want it, I want to bring A1GP back and I think this is how they should do it because I don't think otherwise they'll get the support or the coverage that it deserves it to have if they were to have it every single season. I've got one more thing I would, I would uh, like to add. I want them, don't go down the hybrid V6 route and hear me out, I'm not being old. But if it's every four years, go mad. Old and funny, though, Lee. But you you have screaming V10s or even, no, no, we'll stick with V10s. V10s or V8s. He was going to say V12s. I almost did. I'll carry it away. V10s or V8s. But you, oh, Oscar, yeah, Oscar, 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 is that you? <laughs> <laughs> he wants the V12s. I'm sorry, Oscar. <laughs> 
<laughs> Twice in a row. Oh, oh God. Did you read who? It's Oscar. Oscar. The bat signals are here again. Um, yeah, get V10 to VX, but you you use sustainable fuel. So we've seen Mr. Vettel. Are, right? are they going to do that? that? It was part of the, at least part of the article. Then, yeah. then do that because we've seen Vettel, you know, he's, He's doing a few of these at good, uh, Goodwood Festival of Speed this year, but he's did it at Silverstone with the FW14B, ran it completely on sustainable fuel. It works. Ma- yes. Make it make it loud and sustainable. Proud. And proud. <laughs> loud, proud, sustainable. <laughs> what a catchy motto that is. <laughs> Rolls off the tongue, that one. <laughs> Love it. Uh, I hate to disagree with you both. Oh. oh so I'm not going to... Hey! What a great day this is. <laughs> what a great day. Yes, this is a great idea. Did Let's you know it's my mum's birthday today? Is it? It's my mum's birthday. Happy birthday, Jackie. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, mum. What a great day. Happy one GP comes back as a present for she you. She deserves it. Yeah. Yeah, what an idea. I love it. <laughs> There's so many different ways you could do it. Uh, Sam, you outlined something that would absolutely work. They could go with something similar to what they had last time. There's so many different ways to get this this concept going. But just the idea of a, a World Cup of of racing, basically, it sounds great. And I'm sure you could. I really hope more than anything that they, if it comes back, that they can work the schedule in a way that can get some of the world's best involved in this. Obviously, F1. It ain't going to happen. But if we can make the schedule work so that FE drivers can take part in a few rounds and IndyCar drivers can take part and WEC drivers and F2 and F3 maybe, let's say if we can get as many of those elite motorsport series involved in and around their calendars, the series is going to work. I want a rally round. (laughs) I'm not, Matt, I'm not joking. Good. I want a rally cross round. Because it would be mental. As in rallycross drivers yeah. or on a rallycross circuit? I mean, I don't care. You have to have the same driver, so, you know, specialty rounds. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, Ben, but again. That's all right. No, it, to your point, though, there's so many directions they could go with this, which kind of makes you think, why has it been so long? I, I know there have been a couple of small talks about revival in the last 10 years, but nothing quite like this, I don't think. So... I hope it comes through and it's encouraging that they've got a few big name hitters involved in this for early doors. Fingers crossed. Also the commentary team need to be Ben Edwards and John Watson. Absolutely. (laughs) I will not watch unless they are the commentary team. Watty. I totally agree. Or Jack Nichols doing a John Watson. (laughs) I I wouldn't know. It's so good. Good. Be a complete guess. Absolutely Um, sent it. Thank you very much for your views. That might be the most positive, upbeat segment in the history of this podcast. And good news, it's only getting better because after this, we're playing F1 back and forth. Hey! We're having a great time. What a great day. This is a weird show. It was a questionable start, but we got there.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. got rustled from the papers to find us. Oh, the, the game's factory has delivered. George, the George game's Russell factory. Factory. <laughs> Oh, I've got it. Well I've done. got it. Crikey. Harry, Harry, play the theme. F1. Back and forth. It's F1. Back and forth. It goes backwards. And then goes forth. It's F1. Back and forth. F1. It does sound like you recorded that in a in a church. I'm my my voice is ethereal. Quite, you do live in a church, actually. So I do I mean, live in a church, point. which is a weird thing to <laughs> to do. Uh, anyway, anyway, F one back and forth. <laughs> it's Sam versus Harry, as it always is. They will take it in turns to give right answers to a category that I'll tell them. There's a particular number of right answers. There's 19 in the one that I'm about to give them here until one of them can't think of an answer or gives an incorrect answer. Do you want to hear today's category? Is it A1GP drivers? Please. <laughs> oh, man. I'll tell you what, there wouldn't be 19 answers if that was the case because there were so many people who took part in that. It's ridiculous. What's the category, Ben? The category is any driver that has won the Japanese Grand Prix. Monaco, but anyway. I was going to say, on. Monaco would have been the choice for me, but Japan <laughs> he does. He does these a long time yeah, before. Yeah, that's true. You must go down before the Japanese Grand Prix October. last time. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of figured that you might think it's Monaco, so I just, Psych. yeah. I don't, we Psych. don't pre-research the games, Ben. Mm, all right. <laughs> Japanese Grand Prix winners, 19 overall. Um, there's not really too much more to say on this category. It's quite a straightforward one. In the history of the Japanese GP, there's only 19 winners. I know, right? What? Whatever. Ever. Not for just Suzuka? No. Ever. Wow. Okay. Wow. What? <laughs> it doesn't, you're right, it doesn't seem real, but it is. Okay. Okay. Harry, kick us off. Whose first name coming up? Michael Schumacher. Michael Schumacher, unbelievably, has won the Japanese Grand Prix. How many times has he won it, Harry? A uh, few. I reckon three, nineteen, four, five, six, six. He's won it six. <laughs> That's times. a lot of times. It's quite a few times. Well, he's taken a chunk up of the of, of the nineteen. I know it's not how that oh, works. No, it doesn't work okay. at all. Ninety-five, uh, ninety-seven, two thousand, two thousand and one, two thousand and two, and finally two thousand and four. Sam, um, Jensen Button. Jensen Button, one-time winner, twenty eleven. Harry. I completely forgot about that. Yes. Uh, Fernando Alonso. Fernando Alonso, a two-time winner, uh, 2008 at Fuji and 06 at Suzuka. Harry. So, no, you went last. Sam. <laughs> back and forth, one. my backside. Back and back. Back and back. <laughs> <laughs> four <and> four. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in reverse, Um Sebastian Vettel. 
Sebastian Vettel has won the Japanese Grand Prix four times, 2009, 2010, 2012, and last in 2013. Now it's Harry. Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton. Uh, Yeah, he's won five times. So he won his first one at Fuji in 07, and then 14, 15, 17, and 18. Sam. Kimi Raikkonen. Kimi Raikkonen, a one-time winner, 2005. What a race that was. What a race. What a race. Really, Kimi Raikkonen should never have won a Japanese Grand Prix. Aren't I right, Giancarlo? (laughs) Defending thin air. Come on, son. Come on, Fizzy. Harry. Max Verstappen. Last time out, he won 2022. Sam. Mika Hakkinen. Mika Hakkinen um, not only won the cha- won the race twice, he won the championship there twice, 98 and 99. Back to you, Harry. Um, Think carefully now. Ayrton Senna. <laughs> Ayrton Senna, two-time winner, 1988 and 1993. Sam. Oh. Oh, no. Oh. oh, no. My mind's gone a bit blank. Oh, no. Has Alang won it? Incredibly, no. He never did because he crashed out the two bloody times I'm thinking of. It must be the only race he's never won. Can I change back to more than once? James Hunt. You can't change. <laughs> uh, James Hunt would have been a correct answer. Yeah. That was um, my other choice. Oh, no. Is that your final answer, Sam? James Hunt. No, I say Alan Pross. So I'm wrong. I've lost. But I mean, I yes, James Hunt. It's going for a bit longer. Well, yeah, we'll keep it going. I'll say James Hunt anyway. I've lost, but we'll keep going. All right. All right. Harry. Uh, oof. Oof, that's large. Now we're trying to think when Senna and Prost took each other out in... Who won in that race? Well, in 80... No, sorry, in 1990. Who won that race? I don't know. Good question. Because it's rogue and I can't remember who it is now. No. I did a whole episode on it. You're thinking of... 89. Anyway, I'll go yes. back. Uh, I'll go forward a few more years. Uh, Damon Hill. Dill. Dill. 94 and perhaps more famously 1996, uh, where, of course, lump in my throat commentary moment from Mr. Murray Walker. Oh, a- Murray Walker. Any more answers, Sam? Has Mansell won it? Nigel Mansell. Doctor. Doctor, Doctor Nigel Mansell. Christ, he didn't win it either. <laughs> This is an unfair quiz. I demand a recount. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's incredible that Mansell and Prost never won. Senna's, Senna's wins, 93 and 91. Uh, 98 and 93. Gerhard Berger. Gerhard Berger, uh, twice, because he won it in 87 as well. Uh, so he won it in 87 and 91. Suzu- Suzuka specialist. Nicky louder. Nicky louder. I don't know, Ben. No, he didn't. No. He got out of the car. He got Stop naming good drivers who've not won the Anyway, it's too dangerous. I don't want to race now. And that's when Hunt won. Yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, The one that... How many got left, Ben? Uh, One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Has Rosberg won it? Rosberg, 2016. Come on. Oh, yeah. Um, Valtteri Bottas? 2019. Yeah, sorry... Senna was 92-93. He won. Uh, oh, eight, what? 93-88. So 92 we've not said. No. You have not said 92. Who was good in 92? Kyle Harry? Patrese? 
Ricardo Patrese won it in 1992. Can you give us the years that we've got left here? I quite like to keep going through this. It's quite fun. Sure. Um, Most recent one you haven't got is 2003. Oh. I think you've already spoken about this man. What, today? Very, very recently. Juan Pablo? No. When have you said that today? (laughs) No, David Coulthard. (laughs) You're, You're in this right era. Oh, no, it's the right era. What that one should be doing? He's racing in an upcoming series, apparently. In Bra- for Brazil. <laughs> Rubens Barrichello. Rubens Barrichello, yes. Uh, the next one on the list, uh, 1990 is the next is one. Is it Alessandro Nanini? No, he won it in 89. Um, so that is a correct oh, answer. Oh, nice. Not oh, good one. Who, who the hell won it in 1990? Uh, Think of the four great drivers from the era and you've said three of them Frost, Senna, Mansell <laughs> this is embarrassing the other one from the, from the 1990 yeah but, oh is he a racist he might be I'm PK. not saying him he's not on the list he's not on yeah. the list Nelson PK the only other one you haven't got is the very first winner of the Japanese Grand Prix in uh, 1976. So the race where Hunt won the championship, but he didn't win the race. Oh. Um, is it the man that bathes in reindeer milk? It's not. Oh. That's <laughs> niche if no one's heard that. That's weird. Part of the episode? The real, no real. Uh, I, I, ben, I've got no idea. Who is it? Uh, it was Mario Andretti. Oh, oh, we said about him as well. We did speak yeah. about him. Gosh. Yeah, because Hunt recovered, but not enough to win. It was Andretti who took the race. Oh, was I not the good at that round? Said American Mario Andretti. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm being me because of a stupid voice. All right, fine. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You're going to, do you want to hit the theme song, plus out? F1. Back and forth, it's F1. Back and Stop forth. hitting the what mic, Ben! What are you doing? Stop hitting the mic! <laughs> oh, no. That's it, the game's over. Move on. We're done. Moving on. Move on. Ruined it for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> deaf. Sorry. Uh, the good news is, don't let my incompetency get in, in the way. I love back and forth, but I don't quite love it as much as this next segment, which is, of course, the greatest segment in all of Formula One podcasting. It is... The LB question of the week. Week. The remix. They root sandstorm. Week. LB question of the week. Genuinely, Harry had a good idea. Harry had a really good idea. He was like, we should plan something for our 300th episode, which normally when it comes to us, we would say after recording the <laughs> episode. 302. episode. Yeah. yeah. We've got two like, days. It's going to be like the Belgian preview. Yeah, We've given ourselves plenty of time and we thought we'd ask you, what should we do for our 300th episode? And if we like an idea, we might go ahead and do it. A lot of good, lot of good suggestions actually. Could I just caveat before we start this? I don't know if you lot are trying to be funny or you just didn't listen a lot We're of suggestions for a swapped episode. We are never imitating We've I got done it right, it. each other. It was awful. Never again. On the other hand, we will intimidate <laughs> each other for a whole episode. It's right. a good shout. Um, a one to three punk. 
lot of <laughs> lot of shouts for our best bits episode and maybe I saw someone else writing I'm so sorry I have forgotten who it was because it's not on the list that I'm looking at that said that um, we should ask the listeners to either writing or voice noting saying their favourite moments across the whole time that they've been listening which I thought would be a very nice option um, I also saw that we should do a whole segment with beef I think that could be an option whole segment beef <laughs> whole segment, segment beef. beef imagine beef on the podcast properly segmented beef Segmented beef. Chopped beef. Like an orange. Diced beef. Diced beef. <laughs> oh, dear. A lot, someone said, uh, sorry, I can't remember who, I just scrolled past that. Oh, sorry, Legend PPF on Instagram. Make That's it, Real Dad. That's real oh, dad. is it? Sorry, Real Dad. Make it 300 minutes long. That's a long old podcast. I, I can't be bothered. No. Hold on, Harry's finding something on the soundboard. Oh, oh no, he's looking at not time. far off it with this one. Well, what? No, I know it. 70 minutes. 70. Got a bit of time left, mate. Time. Skydive recording, real or no real? What? Have not heard from the banker this episode? Don't press that button. <laughs> I won't. I'll take it away from you. It's, you can't. I can. Samples here, mate. I'll pour water on it. <laughs> that entire soundboard. <laughs> Costs a lot of money. Costs a lot of money. Um... Yeah, anyway, so loads. someone said we should break into Alping's factory and record a podcast on how to master El Plan in front of the whole Alping staff. El Plan? Le Plan. Why would you do El Plan when you can do Le Plan? It's far better. <laughs> it's going well. Um, you I, wait, I, wait. Lads, I think we're being con- conspired against here. Oh, uh, why? Ooh, by our own why? partners. Oh, on, oh because there's two comments. Ignore. One is from Ben's uh, lovely, lovely partner, Laura, who, if you remember from last year is banned for being too good on the podcast after Monza. <laughs> but she said, rescind Laura's podcast ban. And then further up the comments, Sam's lovely partner has just said in capital letters, wags, wags. and then tags my, my, my partner, who's just replied with dancing emojis. And I think that they're, they're trying to force their way in. They're not coming on. A, wa- a wags podcast. They're not coming on. Not Do you know what? I think it'd be quite fun. <laughs> it would be hell for everyone that listens. What would we... Yeah, anyway. We'll talk about that. But I just think it's a way that Laura's trying to muscle away him in, him in to try and get uh, rid of a ban. Pretty much. Yeah. Come on. We know you're game. Um, ben, you've done something like this before. I think you often do it one of our end of year quizzes, but someone said here is saying, play a game called Guess the Quote. Ben brings out quotes out of context from previous episodes and Sam and Harry have to guess who it is that said it. We have done similar things, but we could do like a, a best of version. That's usually the uh, closing round of the quizzes that I do in the Discord every so often. Um, yeah. Maybe we bring that one to the podcast itself. Um, I, I spotted a couple that I like. So Craig says that we should impersonate Ian for a full episode, which, you know, can't go any worse than impersonating yeah. each other. She can't meow properly, mate. <laughs> Does she not meow at all? She meows like this. That would make a great hour's worth of listening. That yeah. is how she talks. She cannot meow properly. I'd she listen. is such a stupid little animal. Oh, my uh, best Bobo's friend. nuts saying again, always the greatest name of all time. Do a special on episode three hundred and eighteen, which seems <laughs> accurate. Um, and uh, I liked a suggestion from Matt Kendall, which was a three-way battle royale with someone else hosting, doing all of our games and seeing who ended up the winner out of the three of us. Oof. Maybe we could get a friend of the Oof. podcast to host it. Beef. Beef. Uh, three to finish my uh, my list off. Daniel Miller on Instagram. ASMR eating sausages. Followed by... Followed, Fine, I'll do it. Followed by 
Haynes Noah on Instagram saying, just said, make a pizza. And then Jay Hammer 8 on Instagram said, buy 300 sausages. <laughs> I think okay. those combined could make, we could make something there. I reckon we, yeah, maybe we should do an LB cook-off. Okay. I'll tell you what, that, a lot of those ideas, as funny as they were, we are going to completely and utterly discard and not use. But there were a couple of good ones in there that we might want to take forward. Special guest beef and wags. Also, uh, LB admin, podcast gaming on the live show. Always oh, good. We did yeah, work yeah. it out that it was going to be a race preview, right? That was going to be episode 300. Ben, ben said it's the Belgian preview. Of course he is, because he's the stick man. Do we want Pretty to not do it as a preview and squeeze it in somewhere else? What, do like a do like a cheeky episode on a Monday or like something? Like a bonus ep. Bonus ep. Wow. An extra, but for the live audience, Oy. not just the Patreon audience. Speaking of Patreon, it's available. Link we have in the description. Patreon. We do, and you can get extras, two a month, and Beer With Breaking, which is being recorded. When Ben uploads his footage. Ah, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll do that after this. Um, <laughs> do it. That's probably enough LB admin, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so thanks for all those suggestions. We actually do have one final bit of LB admin for the uh, for the night, and that is our- Here we go. Is there a jingle? Like, no, I just wanted you to say Happy birthday shout out. That was great as a, Together, that was fantastic that It was odd, yeah. but I loved it We've got two birthday shout outs um, your boy tell them? For, May, for May And they get these shout outs Because they subscribe to the Hall of Fame Thank you Tier on Patreon Which is the top tier And you get Be With Breaking, extra episodes Discount off your merch, ad-free podcast And a birthday shout out on your month and with that, the two we've got are the famous Rye Guy, who is still up, waiting guy. for Ben to submit the tattoo request after he just lost the... The LB logo, please, Rye Guy. There you go. I it's think good. that'll do it. It's just the LB logo. Short, yeah. short sweet. Simple. Love that. Anyway, happy birthday, Rye Guy, from May 26th. That's in three days' time. Happy birthday, Rye Guy. Happy birthday. Or two days' time when this goes out. Oh, well, right now it's three. And then finally, we've just got Twyla, who just said May. Didn't want to give the exact date, and I can respect that. So happy birthday for the whole of May, Twyla. <laughs> birthday month. Birthday, birthday month. Mo- I aspire for that. Like the Queen. Thanks for your support. Your peace. <laughs> okay, this podcast has gone on for at least like 50 minutes too long. So we are absolutely getting ourselves out of here if you wouldn't mind doing the honour Sam thank you everyone um, <laughs> why did you say it like that I don't know thank you everyone <laughs> we have social media which you should go and follow at L Breaking is Twitter and the Late Breaking F1 podcast is Instagram and TikTok we are trying to get to 10,000 oh, subscribers on YouTube and if we do we'll do a giveaway we're getting closer I say closer not close um, the idea is to get the before Silverstone 6.3k to go. Hey, look, it has gone Just up. Don't specify the year. No, exactly. Get that before Silverstone. Exactly. <laughs> okay, yeah. Before I walk to Silverstone, maybe. <laughs> um, if you could subscribe, watch the videos. We're, we're doing a little experiment as well where race reviews will go out as whole episodes. So if you want to see us for the whole episode, check it out. Give it a like, drop when a comment. We, when we record together. When we record together, which will not be for Monaco. Or Spain. Or Spain. Maybe Spain. No, I'm not here for Spain. Not Spain. Anyway, oh, we can, oh, we can, this ending's gone really well. We can do it for Spain, you just won't be here. Discord's in the link in the description. Um, loads of people in there doing all sorts of lovely things about F1 and racing. Um, obviously, this has been a bizarre episode, and I wish you all the very best. Um, <laughs> I've been Samuel Sage. I've been Ben Hocking. And I've been Mr. Street Circuit. <laughs> Watch him work it, <laughs> driving around among a cool. Whoa.
We ain't gonna wreck well. <laughs> Keep breaking life. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.